0: Welcome to Blog Talk Radio in high fidelity.
1: Welcome to the Along Came a Writer Network. Opinions expressed in our shows do not necessarily reflect those of the network. Welcome to the Along Came a Writer Talk Show. I'm your host, Linda Kozar, and I'm going to be interviewing historical romance author Annette O'Hare today. And I'm going to read a little bit, a little something about her so you know who she is because you will know who she is. She's an awesome writer. You're going to be reading her books. Um, Annette O'Hare is an award-winning inspirational author living in Southeast Texas with her husband, Dan, of 34 years. The O'Hare's joy, saltwater fishing on the Gulf Coast and spending time with family. Annette's love for the history and heritage of her home state shines through in her writing. A member of American Christian Fiction Writers and ACFW Writers on the Storm chapter right here in the Woodlands, Texas, Annette's desire is to reveal God's love to her readers and hopefully give them a laugh or two. The O'Hare's are the proud parents of a son who is a petroleum engineer and his lovely wife, an interior designer. Their daughter is a middle school math teacher, and their youngest son is a high school junior while he's a senior now, who wants to study music in college. Annette and Dan also love their two lovable rescue dogs, Max and Jay, and their grand dogs, Charlie and Tris, and the newest member of the O'Hare family, a Russian tortoise named Frankie. We're going to talk about Frankie later. So welcome to the show, Annette O'Hare. Thank you for having me. <laughs> Well, thanks for being here. Um, I wanted to uh, tell people about your books. You've got um, two historical romance novels with um, Pelican Publishing, and you mm-hmm. also have some stories in anthologies as well. Do you want to tell us yeah. a little bit about those?
0: Well, um, that was my first publishing was the the little short stories I was able to get published through our writers group and um, led to my first book contract through Pelican for um, Northern Light, which is a full-length historical romance set during the Civil War on the Bolivar Peninsula here in South Texas. And uh, my second book is Redeeming Light, Uh, sort of a a series there, uh, but mainly the books are related by their location of the Bolivar Point Lighthouse. And redeeming light takes place in nineteen hundred during the great storm uh, that hit Galveston that wiped out Galveston Island and over six thousand people is told from the point of view of the Bolivar Peninsula just across from uh
1: Galveston and you know a lot of people aren't aware of that storm, but there weren't there was no warning back then and no, so- there
0: really wasn't.
1: You wouldn't know. You wouldn't know what was coming. It, you know, we take it for no. granted, don't
0: we? Yes, we know weeks in advance that these things are coming, but those poor people. And um, it's still to this day the deadliest natural disaster to ever hit the United States. And they yeah. they think that it could be between six and 12,000 people were lost. They don't know the the real numbers there. And right. you know, Galveston, it led to building, I'm sorry, it, it led to yeah. building the, the
1: seawall. Yes, yes. But, you know, Galveston used to be the Houston, I mean, it used to be a really big city, you know, oh, and yeah. um, and Houston was way smaller. But because Galveston mm-hmm. was so devastated, Houston grew, you know, I mean, it's, right. it's interesting how things happen. Yeah. Um yep. so so tell us um how did you choose this um setting on the Boulevard Peninsula? I, I mean tell us about how you chose that or what you like Well, about it?
0: I've always I've I've always been enamored by the lighthouse there and it does have some family history tied to it actually. The the lighthouse went um went dark in the thirties and I believe it was in the fifties the the lighthouse and the property went up for sale and it was purchased for $5,500 by Boyd Enterprises. I know. And um, (laughs) actually my aunt, Isla Boyd, it was her family that bought it. And in front of the, um, in front of the lighthouse, there's, there's two little houses. And one of them says Boyd house and the other one says Maxwell house. Well, my grandmother is Rosa Maxwell McRae. So that's a little she, family history. Did she invent there.
1: a little coffee? Did she invent coffee? <laughs> a little coffee company? So. She's, <laughs>
0: she's a, a good Texas lady.
1: <laughs> okay.
0: <laughs> wow.
1: So, but, but it's probably a rule that you have to drink Maxwell House coffee if you lived in that house. I mean, I'm just yes, saying. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> 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 so they were in your family so you got to go and hang out and in, i not
0: in i actually have not it, it's distant family to me oh. and i've been on the property um but never got to go up in the lighthouse but i know it's still in the family
1: well lighthouses are, are i visited a whole bunch of them in the um northwest and what pacific northwest and um they're really kind of scary walking up those little tiny steps, those little tiny spiraling stairs. (laughs)
0: Um, Oh, I know.
1: They are. (laughs) And I can imagine in a storm, in a storm doing that, you know, uh, that would have been terrifying.
0: Yeah. But um, I like to include a lot of um, history in my books. And that was one of the things about redeeming light. My second book is that, Over 125 people survived the the great storm of 1900 on the steps
1: of that lighthouse. Wow. I mean, they're meant to withstand (laughs) storms. Yes. Oh, if you want to read about it. Uh, That's awesome. Um, Okay. So can, can I read the blurbs for both of these books? Sure. You know, I think we have time. Okay. Okay, I'm just going to read Redeeming Light, you know, because if they read Redeeming Light, they're going to want Northern Light too, definitely. So, um, Redeeming Light. When Sarah McKinney's father dies tragically, she takes over the cattle ranch on the Texas Gulf Coast. To save the breed stock and make a fresh start, Sarah is forced to lead a harrowing cattle drive to sell off the herd. Amid the turmoil, Sarah finds herself distracted by her uncle's young law apprentice, Frederick Cheshire. Frederick is drawn to the strong, drawn to the strong woman who stares adversity in the eye and wins. But if he is to court Sarah, Frederick must end a relationship with a girl from Beaumont, Texas. He sets off. When a great storm hits from the Gulf of Mexico, Frederick rushes back on an ill-fated train ride. Will he make it to the Boulevard Point Lighthouse where Sarah has taken refuge, or will he be claimed by the storm like thousands of others? How do you pronounce his name? Cheshire. 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 Okay. Cheshire. I know it's like yeah, one like of those words you want to keep saying. Cheshire. <laughs> <laughs> I. Okay. I love it. Okay. You had me. You had me a, a huge storm. Great <laughs> <laughs> right summer read. It. Right. <laughs> yes. I mean yes, well, because those, we're always storm, sort of like we're thinking about it. Yeah, I mean, we're in hurricane season now. We've had quite a season, you know, here in Texas. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. But, okay, so, uh, did you first, I, I, you didn't first start off writing historical romance. So, tell us where you started first, because that's my favorite, Oh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> my favorite story.
0: Well, well, no, well, I think you're, you may be talking about my Maxwell mystery, which is a uh, middle grade, yes. but. Yeah. Even, yeah, that's a, a series that I'm dying to get into print, and um, I'm hoping to do that maybe this this coming year. Um, but even before that, before I knew anything about writing, I wrote um, a contemporary romance about a fisherwoman <laughs> that um, oh. it was over 100,000 words, and I didn't know a thing about ah. writing. So it may never see the light of day. <laughs>
1: Well, you know, I'm I'm not one to say put that first novel in a drawer because there's always good stuff in there and I think you can take it out and deconstruct it and and now that you know what you know, make a great story out of it. You know, oh, why yeah. not?
0: I, I'd love to go back to it. Yeah. Always good to know that you yeah. have that back there.
1: <laughs> yeah, it's it's nice cuz you know people used to always say, "Oh yeah, just put that in a drawer and never think about it again." Uh no, there's there's a story in hard there. hard work. You just, yeah, you just have to you just have to deconstruct it and and put it back together with the knowledge you have now and the craft that you've developed over the years. So mm-hmm. awesome. So, what genre uh, would you not write in? Would you because you not see yourself writing in?
0: I know I would never write. Um, what do they call it? Speculative fiction. <laughs> Hi-fi.
1: Okay, so that would be out there.
0: I don't know how they they create whole worlds. I don't know. I I need I need at
1: least a, a world to work with. <laughs> I I I don't know. I think that's a challenge. I I just you know. Yes. I think it's kind of fun. <laughs> it would be. <laughs> yeah, but what can, other genre? Like... <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> what other genre would you like? I mean, you've got middle grade. And like YA, maybe, you know, what other genre would you mm-hmm. like to, to write in? I mean, you've got the mysteries, you know, I mean, I think every story well, is a mystery that just unfolds anyway, so.
0: Mm-hmm. Right. I've, um I've dabbled a little bit in, um, in Southern Gothic. Yeah. Yes. I, I have a storyline, but I'm just not, I haven't been able to pull it completely together, but well, all minute. of this yeah. is, is
1: crazy people and killy stuff. Yeah.
0: <laughs> yep. and, uh, and big, scary houses.
1: <laughs> big, scary houses. A lot of mystery and intrigue. and Yeah. I mean, the elements, right? We have it. Yes. <laughs> so you have, you have <laughs> theater experience, which not everybody knows about because you're awesome. Um, do you ever use that <laughs> to map out your scenes or just to kind of do it in your head? Um, some
0: people have told me that reading my novel almost like watching a, 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 a TV show about it. I don't know. Um, I, I guess I kind of. Well, yeah. Do yeah. Because
1: you that block things, things out. <laughs> uh-huh. yeah, I mean, I can see that too. Because you, you do, you block things out. Um, and I think that's an advantage, you know, because then you can make <laughs> uh, movies out of it. You know? Just saying. Anybody was, out there who's producing?
0: <laughs> <laughs> when I was in uh, high school, I was in creative writing class, and that's where I wrote my first musical. <laughs> it was very corny. <laughs> it was uh, pretty much about uh, a guy I had a crush on. It had songs, and <laughs> but I got an A for it. So. <laughs>
1: hey, that's all that counts at the time. That's right. Well, um, so far, I know you, I know you've only had like two books and, you know, it's not like real deep into this, but have you ever, have you ever killed off a character because you were annoyed by them or just didn't want to write about them anymore?
0: Um, actually, <laughs> in in that very first book I wrote, um, I named uh, one of my characters after someone that I had known and I killed her off. (laughs) (laughs) So uh,
1: I don't know what you want to do with that, but. That's the great thing. I killed her off in my novel. Yeah, that's (laughs) awesome. Okay. I just wanted to know because, you know, I don't want to be the only one. (laughs) Um, (laughs) She's not alone. Well, (laughs) What, what do you like most about writing romance? Like, are you a romantic at heart? I mean, do you, I mean, are you? I just want to know. I mean, because it I, takes that, I doesn't I
0: really, it? I really don't think that I am. It's kind of a struggle for me. I'm more of a history nerd. I love the history. And in order for people to learn the history, you have to put the romance in there to draw. <laughs> But um well,
1: how do you write those scenes? Do you think of movies or T V shows or like do you ever think it's kinda of like like block out a scene and you think, Oh, that's corny. That wouldn't happen or hey, I'd like that um, to happen.
0: I I kind of put myself in, in their head and write what I think that I would like to happen. <laughs> oh yeah. If only my
1: husband did that for me. <laughs> Yes, I hear you. Most women, I think most women can identify that way. <laughs> um, so, what um, do you have like a favorite uh, romance movie, or you know, or do you? I mean, I don't think The Bachelorette or A Bachelor is romantic at all. I don't watch it. But um, do you have any kind of TV show or movie that you know is like, oh, yeah. you know, <laughs>
0: well, you know, don't watch chick flicks. <laughs> Um
1: yeah.
0: But um some of, you know I've been watching that show This Is Us and there's a lot of good romance. A uh, oh, boy yeah. that shows yeah. a gearjerker jerker and and then there's you know Rick Grimes and The Walking Dead and his <laughs> love affair with Michonne that's deep. Yeah. that's deep. <laughs> Yeah,
1: that's about the height of it for me. I know, but that, but that, that's all stuff, you know. I mean, romance comes in many forms, I think. That's right. So, what do you (laughs) do? um, What do you do to research? Talk about your research process, you know, for people out there um, who like to do historical research, or they're interested in this, in doing this type of writing. Yeah. Funny, I just.
0: taught a course on historical research this weekend.
1: <laughs> yes, and um, I, you know, full disclosure, I was there. <laughs> and it was really informative, so, you know, tell us a little really bit about really thankful that. for you. Yeah, thankful for you
0: to come listen to me drone on about research, which I love so much. Um, <laughs> but, you know, there's there's a lot of things you can do in collecting information for your novels, and you know, a big part is reading books on your subject matter, even, you know, textbooks, but also reading in your own genre so that you can see what, you know, the other authors have done. And then I watch a lot of uh, television shows on my subject matter and movies, and I've, I've found a lot of websites that um, can give you the, you know, list of movies, there's, you know, or, you know, even Goodreads, there's lists of books on there on, the, on subject matter. And IMDb yeah. um, is a great place mm-hmm. to find movies. Um, um, or, you know, you can even go visit sites where your story is going to take place. And, I've, you know, I've done a lot of that. Um, but, you know, the bulk of my research comes from the Internet, you know. And in the long run, it's, you yeah. know. It's so amazing that we have that tool now instead of having to slog to the library and wade through If you have to travel
1: <laughs> places, I think you should go to Hawaii and <laughs> and and do your research for a romance there. I don't know. That's that yes. my thought. <laughs> yes. I
0: could uh, do something on King Kamehameha. <laughs> yes. I did go to... Uh, I, my family and I traveled to Niagara last summer, and I've had a lot of thoughts about writing about, you know, those people that have gone down the falls in a barrel. There's got to be some romance and there. survived.
1: <laughs> yeah, there's, there's yeah. Uh, a few people that actually survived without most of their bones yeah. broken. <laughs> so, yeah, no, that would be an interesting one. So, so what advice would you give to aspiring authors and also to others who find themselves, you know, scrambling after contracts now, when there are dwindling opportunities, what advice would, would you give?
0: Well, um, aspiring authors, I mean, ones that already have manuscripts, probably the best thing to do is go to conference and meet up with these um, editors, and that's getting to be almost the only way to get your work in front of an editor without a an agent, um, or you could get an agent. I don't have an agent at this time, um, but um, study. But you can Yes, <laughs> <laughs> yes, <Yeah. laughs> yeah. yeah. and you know, and it's even. Online, there are a lot of small house publishing houses that you can submit directly online. what about
1: preparing their work? Because you know, like you and I, we both were in small writers' groups to help develop our craft. I mean, I think that's very important because a lot of times you think, "Oh, I'm ready, and you are just so wet behind the ears.
0: <laughs> oh, you don't know yeah. what you're
1: doing, and you and think you <laughs> yeah, but it ain't right. When you think yeah. you're ripe, you're usually rotten, you know, <laughs> and uh, that's the way I see and it. And it's bad I, you to know, put and, your
0: work out there before it's ready.
1: Yes, Yeah. It, you know, I mean, definitely. You have to, and, and you think, you might think it's ready, but when other people start critiquing it for you and they point out stuff, you know, some people take it wrong. They don't, they don't have a thick hide. They don't want to receive it, but but honestly, you know, you really need that. You need that critical eye to look at your work and say, mm, this needs improvement, you know. So we, mm-hmm. we did that before we, you know, got our stuff out there. Definitely. And
0: I uh, read an article recently by Linda Yezik, um, talking. And she's a great editor, I understand. And um, she, she said, make sure that you at least hire someone to do a content Edit for you, at the very least. Yeah. Page critique is important. (laughs) Yes, or or a writer's group. Yeah. Critique.
1: Okay, I saved I saved some time to do a fun lightning round, and then at the end we're going to talk about Frankie, your tortoise. But we're going to do this fun little (laughs) lightning round. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> okay. Number one, in romance novels, the bad guy often turns out to be the good guy. True or false?
0: True.
1: I'd say that's true too. I'd say that's one a classic. I mean, I a guy that the heroine doesn't like. Um, you can, you can if you want to. Yeah. Yeah.
0: In in redeeming light, um. Although she's the the heroine is very enamored with this man, they they butt heads very bad before before they get together.
1: Mm-hmm. I, I find that's usually the case. You know, the one she hates, mm-hmm. oh she can't stand him or it's or vice versa. Right. Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. NASCAR romance novels. Is this a real romance subgenre? True or false? Mm-hmm.
0: Gotta be true.
1: Yes, you're right. Ricky Bobby romances. (laughs) Ricky Bobby romances exist. (laughs) They exist. I don't know why. I can think of people
0: off the top of my head that would read that right now.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Okay, now I want you to pick one. Yes, (laughs) I want you to pick one as most romantic. A. A moonlit walk on the beach with your man. B slow dancing together at home to your favorite music. Or C, watching your husband vacuum the carpet.
0: I would have to say A, because me and my husband, we're we're beach people and that's just kind of our thing. So
1: <laughs> Yeah, and moonlit and walk I, on the beach.
0: Yes. Yeah. And, yeah. and we have a Roomba, so we I don't need him to vacuum. Anything.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Your butler's named Roomba.
0: <laughs> yes, we we call him Jeeves, actually. <laughs>
1: <laughs> okay, now this one's going to be fun. I'm going to give you five pickup lines, and you tell me which is the which one is the funniest. Okay. Number one, <laughs> okay. are you a parking ticket? Because you got fine written all over you. Number two. Are you from Tennessee? Because you're the only ten I see. Number three, I'm not a photographer, but I can picture me and you together. Number four, you remind me of you remind me of a magnet because you sure are attracting me over here. And number five, <laughs> if you were a fruit, you'd be a pineapple. Okay, which one was fine. your favorite? Oh,
0: that's funny. I I kind of <laughs> like the first one with the, the fine.
1: <laughs> the parking ticket. Yeah, okay. Yeah, that's yep. a good one. <laughs> I, I kind of like the last one about the pineapple. I don't know why. Okay, and, <laughs> and, and here are some, we won't call these pickup lines because these are break the ice lines from Christian men seeking wives, you know. So you pick your favorite. There are four of these. That's, Number that's one. Fair. Are you religious? Because you're the answer to all my prayers. Number two, I'd say God bless you, but it looks like he already did. Number three, did it hurt when you fell out of heaven? And number four, wouldn't we look cute on a wedding cake together? (laughs) Okay, which one's your fave?
0: Oh, I've, I've heard that that one when you fell out of heaven. <laughs> that
1: um, Is that your favorite? Yeah, that would be my favorite. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay, now we have a little bit of time to talk about Frankie, uh, but first I'm going to say people can find your books like everywhere where fine books are sold, right? I mean, they can yes. go to
0: Amazon, stores, online, Noble. yeah,
1: mm-hmm. every, Kobo, yeah, all those, all those places, okay. And yes. of course, the Pelican yeah. site—they can check out your books there. The Pelican yeah. site. And they and self, um, run specials. So. <laughs> yes, and and of course they can check check out your stuff on social media. You know, because you yes. you are everywhere. Facebook, Twitter, <laughs> you know, um, Pinterest, Instagram—you're everywhere. Okay. Yep, so <laughs> okay. So we're gonna finish by Okay, so we are up. going to talk about Frankie and tortoise. And tell us the difference between a turtle and a tortoise. We have four minutes left.
0: Okay, well let me talk real fast now. <laughs> um, Frankie like a is a Russian <laughs> Frankie is a Russian tortoise. And um you can find Does he have like him. really thick oh. eyebrows or something?
1: Or <laughs> Like what? <laughs> How do you know?
0: <laughs> well, actually, you can tell the sex of a turtle by looking at their tail. Um, males oh. curve to the oh. side, and females are short and stumpy. <laughs> that's oh, what. Uh, okay. I thought I was thinking, anyway.
1: Okay. And the Russian part—maybe he drinks a little vodka. That's that's all I'm saying. Yeah, he. I don't know.
0: Into the the stolishnaya and. put it in his fault yeah that's the funny part because they're not from Russia (laughs) they're um, very arid temperate creatures so he works out very good here in uh, South Texas but um, turtles you know are water animals and tortoises are land animals that's the big difference
1: okay and I've seen Frankie if you look at Instagram he has his own his own page yep Frankie, he's very Russian
0: tort, and um, yes, he's it's, he, he's also a tortoise in the O'Hare.
1: <laughs> now, I rescued a tortoise or a turtle from the middle, <laughs> and I picked him up from the rear because I didn't know if it was the bitey kind. But um, oh yeah, should people do that? Should people like do that? It's kind they, of pretty dangerous. R-
0: well, I. Uh, read a lot about tortoises <laughs> now that I've owned one and um, they say do not rescue turtles and keep them for yourself rescue them and relocate them um, that's what I did I took him- yeah most of <laughs> the tortoises that that you can buy in the store they're tank raised so they're they're used to being enclosed oh yeah so
1: that's good okay don't, well you know about... <laughs> <laughs> we're just about out of time <laughs> and I've had such well, fun this, talking
0: this has been wonderful you. thank you for having me I
1: blessings to you and um buy my books. you're gonna like yes <laughs> blessings to to your writing and continue writing these romance novels because they're awesome I have mine I bought on Saturday to ready to read so um Guys, go out there and check out uh, Redeeming Light and Northern Light, and check out everything by Annette Sign up for her newsletter.
0: Yes, <laughs> All yes. right. Well,
1: thanks so much. Thanks so much for being on the show, and come back again, and we'll chat it up.
0: Thank you for having me, Linda. <laughs>
1: thanks for tuning in to the Alon Camera Writer Talk Show.